Welcome, everybody. We are glad to have you with us today. We have a very full house. This is actually one of our most attended clinics. Uh, first of all, we want to say thank you for jumping on board. We are just going to give it about another 30 seconds or so to let some of the folks catch up here. We're just past 4 o'clock, and, of course, we have a very full presentation. Our topic today, as you know, is Twitter experiments, getting beyond the now what, uh, a title that sprang from one of the most common first tweets that we've seen in a lot of the Twitter accounts that we've looked at. Uh, I think mine is probably one of those as well, uh, to be quite honest. We have a couple of very special guests presenting with us today. Jason Breed, the Senior Director of Business Development for Neighborhood America. Are you there, Jason? Yes, sir. Great. And Mark Meyer, CEO of Digital Response Marketing Group. Mark, are you there as well? I am. Great. Uh, my name is Hunter Boyle. I am Content Director for Marketing Experiments. If you've been with uh, some of our clinics in the past, you know that we make a very big effort to try and uh, get a lot of interactivity in our web clinics, so we invite you to use the Q&A feature and go to webinar. Of course, for this very special topic, we'll also be doing a couple of other things, uh, so please feel free to use Twitter. Our handle, if you aren't familiar or aren't following us yet, is at MKTG Experiments. Our brand is a little bit too long for the Twitter character count there, unfortunately. Uh, and the hashtag that we use for these is WebClinic, uh, all jammed together. Hopefully a lot of you on the clinic uh, already know about hashtags and how to use them. We will be trying to keep the conversation going over there. And Jason and Mark will also talk about kind of another special uh, session we have going on with Tweet Chat a little later on. Here's a quick look at the agenda. We are going to look at some research snapshots very briefly, uh, including those from our sister company, Marketing Sherpa, many of you are familiar with, as well as Harvard Business Review and others. We will skim those very quickly at this point. And then I will turn it over to Jason and Mark. They will dig into a lot of the ways that businesses are and businesses should and maybe shouldn't be using Twitter. We'll look at a few examples from some of the folks who are actually live on our call here today. Hopefully they're still with us. And then we will talk about some of the next steps and putting some of this information into practice and really getting the value out of Twitter for your own business. So with that in mind, let's move ahead. Look at the next slide. Okay, this first slide here is a chart that uh, has garnered a lot of attention. It's been passed around in... Uh, in Twitter and in other places, it was a uh, it was a chart from Marketing Sherpa's 2009 Social Media Marketing and Benchmark Guide, and basically what caught the attention for a lot of people was that in essence about two thirds of the marketers surveyed here considered themselves uh, experts in the social media, and yet about two thirds found that they were either only somewhat knowledgeable or 9% of that uh, two-thirds was very knowledgeable. And one of the things that this really called out, and it got a lot of attention, again, I think most people have probably seen this at some point, it got a lot of buzz. Um, you know, when it comes to social media, a lot of times we feel as if, um, you know, we may know what we're, what we're doing here from a personal perspective, but when it comes to a business case, 
we are really in the dark in a lot of ways. Um, you know, you'll notice that we used experiments for the title of our clinic. We don't really consider ourselves experts because we are always finding new things to do and evolving in our own strategies. Now, with this survey, obviously social media is a little broader than just Twitter. Uh, it involves a lot of other areas, of course, blogs, uh, 2.0 PR, things like that. But during the time that this survey was conducted, uh, Facebook and Twitter were obviously the two giants, the two big stories of the day. So uh, what this really calls out, no matter what level of knowledge you're at, it really underscores that if you're not, for example, Seth Godin or Chris Brogan or John Battelle, you've got a lot of work to do. And with each new thing that comes up in social media, 10 years ago it was Yahoo Groups, 7 years ago it was Friendster, 4 years ago it was MySpace, today it's Facebook and Twitter, obviously. You know, whatever, you, whatever you use as your social media platform and whatever you're going to get knowledgeable about, there's always a learning curve. There's always a place that you have to start, and many times there's a place that you have to restart. So social media expert tag that's been thrown around a lot as far as knowledgeability, well, that's something that, you know, we need to take a closer look at. And with that in mind, what I want to look at here for our audience is a quick poll to find out what is your Twitter experience level. We'd like to find out where you feel you are with your own Twitter usage and kind of tailor our, uh, uh, our presentation here today to the audience. Make sure that we're talking to the uh, keys that you want to know about. So just take a minute or two to vote very quickly, and we will put up the results in just a minute. We're getting a lot of results in. Interesting. 75%, 76 Okay. We'll show you what uh, your audience appears is looking like here. So. 82% voted out of an attendee list of about 950 right now. So we'll do the math on that when we republish this later. 43% say, I tweet now and then. 17% are tweeting about 24-7. 26% are at the signed up now what stage, and about 15% of you actually haven't used Twitter yet at all. So that's, that's kind of interesting. That almost falls closely into about the 80-20 rule, if you, if you think about it that way. Jason, Mark, does that surprise you at all? What do you think of where we're at with the audience today compared to what you're used to? Uh, actually, pretty interesting results, a lot more than uh, on the higher side than we had uh, anticipated. I'm uh, curious to see what tweeting now and then means, considering that uh, some stat came out either yesterday or today that said that the average Twitter user tweets once a day, so mm -hmm. I don't want to see how that plays against now and then. Excellent. That's actually a great point. We use these polls. Again, uh, please use the Q&A and, and, and let us know if you want to add some information to that. Here's some other research that speaks to what Mark was talking about, and we'll get through this very quickly in the slide after it's, we can get into uh, the section that Mark and Jason have for a lot of examples. You've seen this research, too, I'm pretty sure. Harvard Business Review, over half of Twitter users tweet less than once every 74 days. 51% of accounts, uh, you know, use it less than once a month, 60%. Uh, these things all popped up. You know, the, the backlash is obviously very much in effect already in, in some circles, and we've seen this happen, again, with some of the other social media um, services or, you know, hotspots that we talked about before, MySpace, 
at with RSSP, there's always a learning curve and there's always kind of a backlash that comes along with some of these different things. Um, but I think one of the things to keep in mind is that when you look at these stats, it actually speaks to the opportunity that we have with Twitter. And if we move ahead to the next slide, we'll look at another research uh, snapshot of sorts, an experiment that was done by um, a group Pathable. So if you look at this chart very briefly, they took about 800 tweets associated with a particular event, which is WordCamp San Francisco. They looked at uh, all the tweets that came through on the hashtag for that event. We talked about those briefly earlier and broke those up into uh, different major categories. You'll see here's what I'm doing, a feeling, uh, retweets, uh, announcements, info, questions related, comments, quotes about the speakers. And this was a great little experiment. What it basically came down to was, in essence, about one-third to maybe two-thirds of the tweets that they reviewed and went back and, and analyzed brought a lot of value, not just to people who were at the event, but people who couldn't be at the event, whether that is information about what speakers were sharing, uh, links from the presentation, things like that, as well as who was doing what, who to keep an eye on, meeting people at events. Um, and I can say from our own experience, from marketing experiments, one thing that really took off for us was the uh, Marketing Sherpa Email Summit in Miami. We started tweeting uh, a lot more around that same part around that same time, uh, excuse me. And this is really where live events can be kind of lifeblood for Twitter in, in some ways with hashtags, which Mark and Jason are going to talk about a little bit more, and with even using uh, these kinds of search features to get involved in conversations beyond just, uh, you know, the one-to-one. -one. This is really an opportunity. And if we look at some of those statistics that say, um, you know, we, we haven't done this or we haven't uh, tweeted more than that, or this Sherpa chart here, which shows that about 62% of marketers neglect to join the conversation by either not monitoring social media or not responding. This is really an opportunity lost, and, and this is really a chance for all of us to uh, take our, you know, our business persona, our marketing, our brand, into a conversation, into an area, into a community of connecting with other people and really use that in some ways that a lot of other media just don't handle. Email, for example, even blogs and, and comments, things like that. So what I wanted to express here was that a lot of the research might show kind of a backlash or some of the issues with Twitter, but in essence what they are really showing is there are great opportunities to be had here, particularly for business as well as personal. And with that in mind, what I'm going to do now is pass it over to Jason and Mark. They're going to pick up on that thread and talk about how to capitalize on those opportunities for business. Jason, Mark, if you're ready to go, please Thank take it away. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Hunter. Um, so a couple of things here we thought we'd start out with. It appears uh, by the volume of, of uh, chat going around Twitter right now that you guys are, are uh, on and listening. For, for those of you, I think, in the 12% who are not on, if you want to listen a little bit what's going on in chat or about what's going on on Twitter, about this event, you can go to search.twitter.com, which is on your screen there, and simply search for Web Clinic, and you'll be able to see a little bit of what's going on. You know, kind of the, the traditional senses or traditional advice out there is, is go right to twitter.com, sign up, and start tweeting, and uh, start listening, and start figuring it out. Uh, I, 
I think that's a little too loosey-goosey, especially for uh, senior executives who are already tentative. So what we're going to try and do is put a, a, plan, a, a methodology in place for you that, that we can attempt to, to follow by. Uh, so if we want to go to the next slide. So some of the common perceptions out there, and we all know what they are, is, you know, hey, I, I should, here's what I had for lunch or, uh, you know, going to the bathroom now or, or off to the beach. Um, those are some of the things that some of the traditional uh, things we hear about, uh, you know, Twitter and, and the perception of, of the value of the tweets that go on. And if you want to click ahead there, um, you know, and that, and that develops a, kind of a personality around the approach to Twitter, which is I, I don't have time for this and, and there's no value in it. Um, when really there are you can get, begin to get a lot of value out of the tweets if you, if you start to approach it in the right way. And, and some of the things we'll talk about today are, you know, hey, uh, customer service-wise, um, you know, sorry you can't find the, the product. Let me know what the SKU number is, and I'll see if it's in stock. Uh, direct me to uh, send me your resume, and I'll take a review at it on the HR side. Hey, on the sales side, mention this. Uh, come on into our store, mention this for 10% off. And, and those types of communications via Twitter that we're starting to see that add uh, actually a lot of value into this, this channel of communication, this medium. And um, when we start to talk about value, uh, we're really going to focus on one of three things. And, and that is um, just like anything else you do in business, you're going to be measured typically on, on ultimately rolling into one of three things. That's either you're going to increase revenue. You're going to increase equity, i.e., if you're a public sh um, uh, uh, company with, with uh, stock, stock, or you're going to decrease your costs. And if it's not doing one of those three things at the end of the day, which we'll talk about uh, 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 very precisely here, then it, it's probably not worth doing, or you're not going to get uh, the attention span to be able to, to uh, get a green light on uh, this type of, a, of an experiment. So if we go to the next slide. And so we, we hear about the perception. So what exactly is it? Okay, according to Wikipedia, um, it's a social networking site or a microblogging service. Uh, and, and that's okay. Read, send, uh, user updates, uh, otherwise known as tweets. Um, so Mark and I actually took a, a stab at this as well. And, and while it's a, it's, it is a platform, uh, for sending message, sending and receiving messages, and, and the character limitation is 140 characters. Um, really, it's a, it's a platform that has a lot more potential than just that. And we believe the value is really in, the, in a lot of the third-party applications that are beginning to come out and uh, begin to get used. So once again, this is really about the, the why to use. And what Hunter had mentioned before is, is um, a, kind of a later discussion of exactly how or, or, uh, and, and what to use. So we're going to stay focused on the why here for this session. So if we go to the next uh, slide, um, around a framework and, and setting up a, a framework and a strategy. So let's start there. Um, Forrester, as you're, you're familiar with, uh, I'm sure most of you are, is, is developed out a, a couple of years ago this post methodology uh, by which both Mark and I professionally uh, believe in and, and uh, follow to a, to a certain extent as well. And what we did is adopted that for, uh, for, for, for a Twitter application and kind of renamed it a little bit um, with uh, post standing for people, objective, strategy, and technology on the related to Twitter. It's really um, kind of a, a research 
methodology first, then it goes into objectives and strategy, and finally the technology. And the technology includes Twitter itself. So there's a lot of things to do before actually going on and, uh, and, and starting to tweet and, and how to tweet and, and how, with what frequency and what, under what name and setting up a bio and, and is this going to be, uh, you know, what the focus of it is for your company. There's a lot of things that go into that. So on, on the first one here on, on research, um, and I'll just kind of uh, go through this a little bit. So on the research side, it's really about beginning to, um, uh, to understand what's going on. And, and listening is probably uh, thrown out a, a lot around this. Is, and it's not just listening for, you know, your company name, but it's listening around your different brands. It's starting to understand what's being said about your company, uh, about the executives within your company, about the, the employees and the uh, morale maybe even at the company. It's also beginning to listen to what's going on. What are your competitors doing? Who's talking about your competitors, about your industry, and you know, possibly even your geography if your business is based around a certain city or a certain area. Um, you can also begin to, uh, begin to research around what's going on and being said around, um, around your area as well. So there's a lot of things that, ha that, that you can start to do to begin to get a sense of what people are talking about, what they're interested in, and how you might be able to start to, to help or get involved uh, using Twitter as the channel to do so. Uh, the objectives, the objectives are really what, what we kind of distill into very simple things. That's the, the three things I mentioned earlier. That's either increasing revenue, increasing equity, or decreasing costs. And it, it honestly can, can be that simple. Uh, everything needs to bubble up to, to one of those three things. And uh, recent uh, 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 video that's been circulated a lot by Procter Gamble will actually agree to to those three things of of what they look for in determining value of uh, business direction and business uh, strategy and methodology. Uh, on the strategy side, so if your objectives are to are, are to do one of those three things, and, and it's really about increasing revenue or decreasing costs, then your strategy is the tactical piece, the actionable plan, uh, and and how to go execute against one of those three things in order to reach your objective. And, and that's really where the strategy comes in. And the technology, so once you understand what you're trying to accomplish and how you're going to get there, now it's time to go and begin to, to, to implement the plan through Twitter and some of the third-party applications that are out there. So that's kind of the methodology that, that we, uh, we, we, we live by. We, we um, kind of altered the uh, Forrester methodology. And it, and it seems to uh, uh, work really well and have uh, some very positive results. If we go to the next slide. So now let's start to get into some examples of, of where these are kind of playing out. And if you start to follow some of the, you know, who's, who's kind of mapping uh, to some of these methodologies, um, you can start to take a look at what areas within your company uh, start to start to have some, some value in it. And on the sales side, for instance, Dell Outlet, and we've got uh, a case study here at the end, but Dell Outlet is a great example of a, of a sales environment or sales strategy using Twitter. And they actually have uh, uh, documented, and this is a few months ago actually, over a million dollars worth of revenue coming from the Twitter channel uh, being used for sales. If you look at the marketing side, Home Depot has, does a great job. And, and Mark, do you want to 
talk about some of these things? Um, yeah, as far as Home Depot goes, uh, you know, they recognized that they, there was a niche or a, a big gap in that you think about when you go to Home Depot, you immediately look for the guy or the, the woman in the orange vest. And what Home Depot realizes is that they could use Twitter in the same way by allowing people to, to access Home Depot utilizing Twitter for information about nails, about uh, plywood, about lumber, whatever it was. And what it did was it sped up the process for somebody who would go to Home Depot looking for these products. They knew exactly where to go, what they needed, what the size, the the amounts were, and, and so it, it was almost a customer service slash marketing channel for Home Depot. In regards to Dell Outlet, it was a, another sales channel to, uh, to sell referred products. Um, you know, the, the amount of traffic that goes into Dell is, is amazing. They, they make money. They're actually one of the, the uh, few organizations out there that actually makes money through the utilization of Twitter. JetBlue, if anybody takes the time to, to go to their Twitter account, uh, we'll notice that they have about 600,000 followers. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that everybody's u using JetBlue, but it, it, it's another way for JetBlue to let customers know that um, there could be a delay, there could be, uh, you, you could do upgrades. There's, there's just a, a number of ways that the airline is, is basically leveraging uh, their presence, utilizing Twitter, and, and softening everybody's perception of how bad it is to fly. From a B2B standpoint, um, IBM, Sun, Forrester all utilize Twitter for upcoming uh, product announcements, upcoming events, and as well, it's just another way to communicate with their customers uh, about um, the best way to, or conferences, and it's just, it, it's a smooth channel for communication that otherwise didn't exist. Great. If we go to the next slide. So what we've done now is started to get some examples so you can try to start to see a little bit of, of some of the implementation of some of these, these different strategies um, and, and see them in play. It's a lot easier to visualize them. And so what we've done is we've kind of uh, run our own uh, hot or not uh, 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 project here and, and calling it this and not this. And if we go to the next one, we'll take a look at some comparative industry examples. And here's one with, uh, on the CPG side with Jeff Hazlett, who happens to be the Chief Marketing Officer of Kodak. And he's been recognized as one of the top uh, Twittering CMOs across any industry. But if you just look at the presence of Kodak on, uh, on Twitter, and from an employee standpoint, for instance, and getting an understanding of uh, a day in the life of an executive, and understanding what's in, what, what they see as important and some of the things they push out. You can see um, he's got a, a, a great photo here. You know exactly who it is when they show up in your, in your tweet channel, if you're following him. Uh, it's a clear bio. You know, you understand right where he sits in the organization. And he's starting to promote some things. Hey, got a, you know, and they're, they're interesting. Uh, got a new video from one of our products from uh, Conan O'Brien show. And you can also see he's beginning to interact, or, and he, he does a great job of interacting with uh, his followers as well, of which he has a sizable amount of, uh, in, in, in talking, hey, try this out, sorry to hear that, uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll help out in any way. On the other side of that, I looked up Fuji, 
and really couldn't find any, uh, certainly their, their CMO is not on, and uh, nor is as many employees to speak of. And so this is actually the best representation I could find, which was, you know, one update, four friends, uh, or, you know, following 12 people and four people following it, uh, which is, you know, not necessarily an example that, that best represents uh, a CPG brand. Uh, and by the way, Fuji has uh, uh, in the tens of thousands of mentions on a, on a weekly basis uh, throughout Twitter. So we would consider that a missed opportunity. And if we go to the next slide. Another good example is uh, Dell Outlet, which we have mentioned uh, uh, quite a bit already. But if you just take a look at this, what they're doing is they're actually not just uh, pitching all the time. They're actually being very helpful uh, in talking about when things are going to be available. Uh, they're, they're not available here, but they are here. Um, you can see they have uh, 600,000 followers, and they're following 22 people. Um, that may seem a little odd at first glance, but if you look at who they're following, it's the rest of the brands on Dell. This here is a great example of how to set up a, a, an account where if one of your channels is sales and you have other channels that are utilizing Twitter for other reasons and, and utilizing different strategies, connect with them, let people understand in a quick and easy way. If all you know to go is Dell Outlet, you'll be able to see where you can get service for uh, small and medium-sized business and for all the other areas on, uh, of Dell on Twitter. Um, and it's also even a little bit of customer service in there on the, on the bottom one. And on the other side of OFC, which is a, an office supply, office furniture company uh, in Chicago, um, on here they have kind of five posts. Well, if you go look up their account, it's actually the same. They have 275 updates. It's the same five posts, um, you know, basically done 40 different times. That's not exactly what, what we would recommend for a, a best practice on Twitter. Um, if we go to the next one, a little different industry with uh, uh, media and entertainment. Take a look at CNN. Once, once again, on the, on the periphery, this might not look like a, uh, they might look very similar. Um, but I'll point out a couple things uh, on the logo, CNN. When I see the CNN logo coming down my Twitter fall, um, it's very clear what it is. When I see goo, um, I have no idea what goo is, G-U for, for Guardian News, and Guardian News is a, news or, a pretty large news organization out of the U.K. And nor if I went to goo uh, would I find out what they are unless I, just, unless I really wanted to know started reading through all the tweets, um, which you would understand very quickly that they're a news organization. So there, you know, a, a strong bio, uh, a link back to your to your online site, and a good logo will go a long ways. And you know, you can see 118,000 followers compared to 15,000. And once again, the strategy of following your other brands on Twitter is uh, a, a very solid strategy. Um, and, and a lot of those. Brands then on, on the other brands like I report net, uh, they actually follow a lot of the followers back. So there's there, the interaction is at those places. Um, and if you start, so if we go to the next one, 
with IBM Design and Microsoft, uh, this is real. <laughs> this, this isn't uh, some PowerPoint mock-up thing. If, if you look at Microsoft on Twitter, it's the official site, all right. There's no updates. They're not following anybody. And Lord only knows how they have 700 followers um, because they haven't marketed at all. But it really goes to show you, and, and to be honest, IBM's not that much better. Uh, if you go to the IBM Direct site, um, it, it, they actually have done a very poor job as well. But I, this is really to point out um, how people find you, not how you want people to find your brand. And IBM Design, IBM has, does a wonderful job across Twitter in general. And they have, uh, you know, for their design, for their events, IBM events, they have their, their B2B group, their partner channels, all kinds of great um, examples across Twitter. But their main brand, IBM, is really nowhere to be found. There's, there is a, uh, a page up with, with nothing on it. And that just goes to show that if I happen to be in the design business, I'm, I'm not going to know to find IBM design. I work in the design business. I'm really about IBM. So I'm going to search for IBM. Uh, and that goes the same way with Microsoft and, and the rest of the large brands out there. If we go keep, keep going here with uh, Dunkin' Donuts and Subway, um, this is a good example here where another great, uh, a great logo, uh, nice following, uh, very engaged. They're, they're handling, you know, some, uh, uh, some potentially um, bad feedback with not being in a state. And if you notice on the other, other side, Subway, which has a $5 footlong in there, but also has some updates uh, about Subway the train, um, Subway hasn't even gone out and gotten their own, own URL, uh, their own Twitter name. So uh, that, that's interesting because Subway is, happens to be one of, the most rec one of the most talked about brands on Twitter itself. To go to the next. And in the car industry, um, another example here, uh, Scott Monty does a great job for Ford, um, very engaging. He's always on the road and uh, always willing to chat, um, gets back to people, does a great job. Uh, on the converse, Nissan is, is really nowhere to be found. Um, not only do they have, not have a spokesman necessarily, but, but their the only brands are some of their dealerships uh, that are on Twitter. So that just gives you, you know, a little bit of an example uh, of, of what that looks like. If we go to the next slide then. So now we've got a couple of uh, case studies here that we'll um, quickly go through. You guys can go through and read more about these. Um, certainly at, uh, at your convenience uh, through the download. But, um, you know, a couple of, of points here. Um, Mark, do you want to just, just in that uh, the, the key points are brought out, and then we've got uh, some, some, the link back to some places where you can find more information back on the web, uh, some more case study-based information. So with Dell and the next one here is with Sprint and how they're, uh, managing a lot of the conversations around their uh, the, the Palm Pre uh, and, and using their employees to build up a lot of steam around the uh, around the launch there and the next case study here uh, with Zappos and Zappos has, has done a tremendous job with uh, word of mouth marketing. They actually have a microsite that you can go to and follow. Uh, with uh, tabs along the top, follow what tweets are being said about Zappos, 
what the employees are, are saying, uh, and, and a lot of different uh, very interactive things you can do. And basically, they've taken their brand and pre-sorted it for you uh, on this uh, on this pre-site or on this uh, uh, mini site. And it's really a good chance to, to understand uh, how it is or what it's like to work at Zappos. And you get a rare, very good feel for the company um, from, an outsider's, uh, from an insider's perspective sitting on the outside. Uh, the next case study is, is for any nonprofits who are happen to be on. Uh, there's actually some pretty good uh, uh, case studies out there. This happens to be one of them where they've been able to raise money through awareness and also setting up, uh, sending out links to where people can donate, uh, as this person uh, actually did a, uh, a, a trip to, uh, uh, well, anyway, they, they, they did a trip and, and really documented it through via Twitter, and we're able to raise over $8,000 in donations since the beginning of the year. Now what we thought we'd do is, is go through and just um, take a look at some of the some of the uh, uh, companies that, that may actually even be on the call here. And what we did is used a, a product called uh, TwazUp, that's T-W-A-Z-Z-U-P.com, to uh, get this. And you can go and, and uh, uh, look up your own brand underneath this as well. And Mark, do you want to discuss this? Uh, you know, the, the thing that I think is important for everybody to understand is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot in the back channel of, of hashtag web, web clinic where, um, you know, there's, there's some skepticism about whether, you know, you should be listening or whether you should be monitoring or I have a Twitter account and what's the big deal. But uh, I, I think what's important for everybody to realize is that conversations are taking place every day um, and they're taking place with or without you. So it's your choice. If you don't want to use Twitter, that's fine. Well, you know, your competition may be. And if they are, then that's probably a leg up that you don't have. So if you're not listening, at least listening, and that's what that, that kind of goes back to our roast method, that, you know, if you don't want to participate in Twitter, uh, that's fine. But at the least, at the least, you should be listening and monitoring what people are saying about you, your brand, your niche, uh, and, and the space that you play in, you know, I don't care what your your attitude is about Twitter, but at the least, you would you would want to do that from a monitoring standpoint. So, you know, using uh, something like Twazop, or you know, I saw somebody mention Radium Six. There's a there's a ton of monitoring tools out there. There's a ton of free ones. There's a ton of paid ones. But at the least, and, and this goes back to the roast method. You know, if if you apply that then, you know, the data that you have in one month certainly is better than the data that you have right now. Jason? Okay. Um, so just a couple of notes on here. For a brand like JCPenney, um, while it, uh, you know, there's an opportunity here you see in the middle, uh, I saw it at JCPenney and Linen and things. Um, if JCPenney were online, um, they could reply back and possibly get the, get a deal out of it. Um, if it unless linen and things is online and beats them to it. Um, the next slide here kind of points out an important piece where, remember, it's not how you want to be perceived or how it's, it's about how people are actually um, using your name and talking about you. Notice JCPenney is without the E here, and 
there's just as much conversation going on around JCPenney without the E, and the uh, tags associated with it are actually even more interesting because they're comparing, they're, they're, having, they're saying JCPenney in the same sentence with Macy's and Sears and Target uh, and Best. Uh, so that's pretty interesting, and, and along with the photos that are associated with the name, some of the featured people who are, who are uh, promoting it as well. So um, those, are, those are all key things to, to take away here. Um, we can even look at probably a couple more, uh, but I know we're uh, getting close to our time now. So this here is an example of a local radio station uh, in New York, I believe, and, and you know you can see right top uh, the, the the top thing here is the best radio station in the history of radio. Um, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, the tags that are associated with it, eclectic, uh, probably the morning show is is pretty hot there, I would say. Um, so you know those are those are interesting. If you know how people are are perceiving you, you might um, understand how to interact better or what times are better to interact on. If we uh, continue on here, um, and, and this is an example of an airline, uh, and, and it's uh, interesting that a lot of people uh, talk with uh, uh, Lufthansa and, and uh, travel deals. Uh, so it might be an interesting channel to begin to uh, get people engaged in, in looking for uh, discount uh, prices on, on certain legs. Uh, and then the photos are actually um, pretty relevant here, people sitting in the planes and, and uh, traveling. So uh, people actually are representing that brand pretty well, it seems like. Jason and Mark, that is, uh, that is a great rundown. I've been kind of watching the, uh, the Twitter feed uh, and our hashtags as it's uh, going by. I actually am kind of nervous about launching another poll at this point. But uh, we did really want to get a sense from the audience of, based on what you've heard now, what is your primary Twitter business objective? So we're going to try and open this, and we're going to keep our fingers crossed, and we're going to try and see what, uh, what our audience thinks as far as, you know, what, what ways you think Twitter is best suited to your business. We're watching the votes come in now. Please vote quickly. I also, while you guys are voting, uh, I want to say a special thank you to the over 800 people who have stuck with us through a couple of uh, system crashes here. We really appreciate you coming back or sticking with us, logging back in. Uh, again, you know, I think that we've maxed out a little bit. Um, and right now, we really appreciate you coming back and taking part in this. We're about to share the results now. And um, I'll ask Jason and Mark to comment on the results as well. While we're waiting for that poll slide to come up, we are having the e-workshop that I mentioned earlier. So, again, we will kind of take some of the information here. That, um, that we've talked about, and we're going to look at some of the polls, some of your feedback, some of your Q&A, some of the tweets that have gone through on the hashtag, and we're going to use that to customize the e-workshop that we'll be doing on Twitter on the, uh, on the 30th of June. So if we look at the results, we can see that really about 70% uh, are showing marketing, 10% are sales, there are about 6% customer service, 1% for partnering, and 13% are still not sure. Uh, Jason, Mark, how do you feel about how that kind of aligns with some of the, uh, some of the examples that you guys looked at? Uh, it's not surprising. I, I, I am seeing some stuff on the back channel that brand management probably could have, could have uh, been part of that, but we can, we can possibly lump that in with marketing. 
Um, mm -hmm. yeah, still not sure is pretty interesting, um, and not uh, and not sure whether it's um, you know it's just, just they don't have a, a good feel you know really for what Twitter is, is all about. But um, also the other one that's interesting is is partnering, and um, you know that it's probably something that gets overlooked, but. You know, what a great way to possibly partner with another organization by, uh, you know, utilizing Twitter to actually have a conversation without having to pick up the phone call and, and uh, cold call or, you know, you actually have a bio and you can, you, you know, you can go from small talk to an actual conversation that can, could ultimately lead to partnering. So I think that's, the, you know, the numbers are interesting, but uh, overall they, they're not really surprising. Okay, we're going to take a look at uh, a final piece of research here as far as barriers to social media adoption. Again, this takes us back to the Marketing Sherpa Social Media Benchmark Guide. Um, and use your Q&A for this. We would do a, a poll on this one as well, but there are six questions here, uh, and we only have five uh, answers in the, in, the, uh, in the poll section. So just use your Q&A and let us know if you feel that this reflects your situation. Uh, if it's really a lack of knowledge, if it's an inability to measure ROI, if it's a lack of budget or funding, management resistance, or a technical complexity, you can see how most marketers rated these as far as their challenges and their limitations on, uh, on using social media and adopting it and uh, executing to the full extent. Again, we will try and use this information and, and really try and tailor this to make an e-workshop that adds a lot of value based on what you're looking to get out of Twitter, what some of your uh, limitations are, what some of the obstacles that you're finding are. And uh, we are just about at the end of the presentation here. We want to say thank you again for sticking with us. I certainly want to say thank you to our guest presenters uh, and for them sticking with us too. Jason Breed, Mark Meyer. Uh, we are going to take some of the Q&A. When you log out, we have a... Um, uh, a survey, we read all of your feedback, we take it very seriously, we use some of your Q&A for the blog posts, uh, for tweets, for the upcoming e-workshop. If you want to know more about the e-workshop that we're doing, which we are really counting on to be a crashless, seamless experience, um, we'll be conducting this on June 30th, from 4 to 5, thanks to the demands that we've had here today. Our special presenters, Jason and Mark, have agreed we'll put together a very special session that helps to bridge the gap from a lot of the why that we talked about today to get really tactical and get very hands-on, help you figure out which goals you want to use, how to apply that to a strategy, and how to build an engaging following, and which tools that you can use to do that. You can find the sign-up for that special workshop at the Marketing Experiments blog, where you can also find a list of some of our favorite articles and resources. We put that up today, so it's right at the top of the blog there. Please join us and read that. Join the e-workshop. Try and find out where you can go from here and, and let us work with you to try and help you build that strategy. And one other resource, uh, again, we looked at a lot of the research from the 2009 Social Media Marketing and PR Benchmark Guide for Marketing Sherpa. That's a great resource. We pulled a lot of charts out of there, but there are certainly a lot more than that. So in closing, once again, uh, I want to say thanks to everybody for your feedback, particularly for sticking with us, for jumping on Twitter, giving us your feedback in the Q&A, and on the exit poll survey. 
We'll be back in two weeks. Our topic then will deal with search engine marketing. And in the meantime, please fill out the post-clinic survey. Let us know what you think. Visit the blog, and we will talk to you and see you again soon. Thank you, Jason, Mark, and everyone who participated.